As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The producers of this podcast recognize the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past present and those emerging. The following podcast contains content of a graphic, violent nature and is not suitable for children. I met Chris first in prison uh, around about 1968 and it was through his experiences in prison I got to know about his experiences in Morningstar. He sent the Morningstar, I think when he was about 14, and what he told me was that it was one of those institutions where it was a pretty tough place. 
run by Franciscan friars in a beautiful old building, but they were as tough as nuts in terms of their attitude to reforming the kids who are under their care. And they were quite ferocious in the way they went about that. And Chris was one of those kids who was a cheeky kid. He was a charismatic kid. He was a tough kid. He was an in-your-face kid, but he was also a very good-looking kid, which made him quite vulnerable at the age of 14. That's our guest today, Ray Mooney. He's in his 70s now, and for most of his life, he's been a celebrated writer of novels, plays, films, non-fiction books, and a university lecturer. Ray's directed 40 theatrical productions. He's written 24 stage plays that have been produced in Australia, and one of his plays, The Drover's Boy, was for a time part of the Victorian school syllabus. At a different time in his life, though, the only institution he was allowed inside of was the Bluestone College, the College of Knowledge, also known as Pentridge Prison. Ray Mooney was convicted of rape when he was 19. Today, we hear Ray's story, which is extraordinary in its own right, not least because of the honesty and openness he's prepared to bring to it. We began the conversation by asking Ray who he was at the time he committed the offence that landed him in Pentridge. Uh, at the time of the offence, I was a very immature um, 22-year-old um, who was one of those sort of people who thought they were entitled. Um, I'd grown up a little bit in Brunswick, just down the road here. My parents had, um, no, my grandmother owned the Sarah Sands. And as a kid, I'd worked in the Sarah Sands as a young kid. So I'd come through a knockabout scenario and hotels were my life. But one of those people who couldn't handle drink um, was a lunatic on alcohol. Um, uh, and finished up uh, committing a bad rape, a really bad one, tried to get out of it, pleaded not guilty, but um, none of that worked, of course, and I cop what you'd call your right whack. I uh, was given 12 with a minimum of nine. Can I ask uh, about yeah. your victim? A about my... Your yes, victim. Yes, of course you can. Who was she? Did you know her? No. No, it was, um, it was at a, a dance stroke party down at Torquay Stroke Jan Juck. I think you'd call it Jan Juck now, but in those days it was basically Torquay. And it was, yeah, no, I didn't know her beforehand. God, and, how terrifying for we her. we went parking and, and it was... Oh, you were parking with her? Yeah. Oh, was, so she, yeah. you'd left the dance together and she'd agreed to, you know, a bit of kissing and cuddling? Look, I don't want to put any... Um, I'm any, obviously not oh, victim oh, blaming. What I'm, I'm saying is that no, she... I know what you mean, but... Yeah, that, 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 no. as far as she knew... Yeah. Yeah. You, she obviously thought you were a nice guy, which makes it more Ex terrifying exactly, for yeah. her. Yeah. Well, I think all rapes are bad, of course. but this one was definitely a bad one because there was a clash of heads in her. Anyway, let's say it was as bad as it could be, and I copped my just deserts. Twelve years turned out to be a, a really deserving sentence. And it was total nonsense in my day that if you went to jail for rape, then you were at the bottom of the pecking order or you were in trouble. There was no such thing. All the top crims, and by top I mean the well-known crims, had mainly been convicted or charged with rape themselves. Yeah. You know, you look around Australia, the Nettie Smiths, like they've all at some – Chopper was charged. I like noticed it, it, that. You know, like – Yeah, I noticed most – most people, when you research them, have yeah, a rape conviction. Oh, so Chris, Chris Flannery, who we're talking about, Laurie Prendergast. I could go and name 20 people who, who would be knowledgeable, who would be known to you. Craig Winogue. Yeah. 
and they were never discriminated against. That's not to say that in terms of rock spider or in terms of pedophilia, you are totally discriminated against because those same people have got kids themselves. Your status in prison had to do with your personality. It had to do with how you behave when you were arrested. It had to do with whether or not you'd given anyone else up during proceedings. And then it had to do with your background. You know, who, who were your parents and who were your father and who were, the pe- who were all the other people you know? Have you come through the boys' homes, the girls' homes? Um, who, are, who are the people who will vouch for you? Yeah. That's what reputation was about. Of course, about. So and you then, know when you get in there. Absolutely. And the last thing, and this is more important than all the things I mentioned, how you could fight. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. H Division, why did you go there? Like, who went there? It's the punishment section of Pentridge, and it was there to uh, people who are under protection, extreme protection, were put down there. What did you go to H uh, Division for? I went there because I was a spokesperson for prisoners during a riot, during a time where the, the union had outlawed a prisoner's representative committee. We just need to look at there's different time periods. Yeah. When it first started in the early six in the early fifties, uh, because of the escape of a fellow called Bill O'Mealy, uh, it was a ferocious place. Why up until probably 70, 1970, when there were 
prison riots about the brutality and hate division. Mm. And simultaneously, and this is where a lot of people don't give due respect, Chris Flannery's brother, Eddie Flannery, was a lawyer oh. who was also running the Council of Civil Liberties. And because he knew how Chris had been treated in Hates Division, he had drawn an amazing amount of media attention to what happened in Hates Division. It's a really underrated area. So there was a campaign outside, and, and that campaign outside was putting pressure upon the leaders inside Pentridge to do something also. And that's when Chris decided that he and his mates would go down to Hates Division and destroy the place. So six of them decided that they would all get themselves sent down and take the system on. Unfortunately, what happened was that Chris went down and by abusing one of the, the chief in the C Division, which is where he was at the time, and the others, through whatever circumstances, waited a week before they came down. Um, but he was down there carrying on and trying to get all the prisoners to riot and, and join him, which they wouldn't do. They have a Royal Commission because the whole place blows up. And the Royal Commission is a total whitewash, and we know it's a whitewash because they're not accepting evidence. And before the inquiry comes out, there's more rights because we think it's going to be a whitewash. And all the divisions except A Division have gone on strike. And I'm in A Division. Because A Division's newbies, so they don't know. We're the goody two-shoes. We're still the goody two-shoes despite the fact that we've had prisoners down there in and out. We always used to have meetings in A Division to talk things through. There were people talking, oh, we should back up the rest of the prisons and go on strike with them. If they know that we're going to back them up, then they know that they're on to potentially being able to do something. A Division had never been on strike. The governor, Grinley, had threatened, and by the way, Grinley's on holidays at this stage. Yeah. Governor Vodden is in charge. The governor threatened, okay, you'd lose all your night classes if you go on strike. So that was a big, big deal. A Division had night class that no other division had. We had incredible privileges. So the Prison Officers Union have forced Grinley to disbanden the Prisoners' Representative Committee because he thought we had too big a voice. He's disbanded it. So no one's got the right to talk on behalf of any other person in, in prison. That was the deal. So when the riots are potentially going to happen, the screws come to me or the, the, the screw is in charge of A Division, said, look, will you go and talk to the prisoners, Ray? And I said, no, no way. It's, you can't. He said, no, no, I'm giving you permission to go and talk to them. Now, I knew the subtext was, Ray, go and talk them out of wanting to go and strike. I knew that. Um, so I get them all together and try, and I try and suss out where they're at. And it's 50-50. 50 want to go on strike, 50% don't. All the lifers don't want to. They've got to live there for the rest of their lives, yeah. you know, and I understand that. They said, you make the decision for us. Yeah. I said, right, we're on strike. Oh, my God. <laughs> that night. Oh, my God. <laughs> Straight down the Hays Division. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. When you first went there, you were stripped off naked and you were forced to march around the, the small cell block. There'd be four screws, one on each corner, and they would flog the shit out of you. And that'd go for probably half an hour, no, 20 minutes at the most, I'd say, but that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. a long time, they flogged. And, and you were kicked and punched and no matter what it was. And then they'd come into the, then you'd have to break rocks for a month in the labour yards before you could apply for permission to go into what was called the industry yards, where you'd be with other prisoners, not allowed to talk, but you'd be making things like... Uh, Coya, mat uh, coya brooms or uh, electrical components. 
I'm curious to know about, so the brutality you experienced in Pentridge, you saw other people experience, you, you know what happens. How did that make you reflect then on why you went to prison for the rape? Like how, how has that changed you? And also you're married, you've got kids. Yeah. Look, it, it, um, I very quickly analysed where I was at and where I wanted to go. And I knew that there'd come a time if I survived Pentridge that I'd be released. And I wanted to be released on my own terms. So very, very quickly, once my appeal was over, I acknowledged to anyone, firstly my parents, and, and then because they didn't, because I said I didn't do it, you know. Uh, and then I acknowledged to people, no, no, I was guilty. Because then I said, okay, not a problem in the world. So you don't have to live this lie of, see, most guys inside not most but a lot of them made out they were innocent and and it was a big deal that you were oh no the police framed me and blah 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 and i never believed most of it some of it i did but most of it i didn't believe and i thought that's sad because of the situation that you're in it puts you in the situation and i didn't want to play that game plus i wanted to be able to come out on my own terms and uh, and the other thing was i didn't want to waste one day in prison so i probably did more than most people you know i did a lot of study weren't you uh, the first bloke to ever begin and complete a degree in jail yeah, in pentridge yeah in, in prison in prison in australia in, in australia yeah 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 you got out of jail and you've got a family and you got married and i'm just um interested to know like what was the process for i guess just being real with your family because i just find your story really fascinating and important to hear because it's about that opportunity to go yeah I did a really fucking awful thing. Yeah. I took my whack and this is how, you know, you've lived your life. Look, I, because um, I had a certain profile when I came out, I'd done a lot of articles and talked about it on radio and and, and that I, I had sort of a, a profile so there's no problem. So no one, nothing was hidden. And because I, I've, I was a teacher after, you know, I taught it, lectured in professional writing for 30 years and I always made a point of letting people who I work with know my past history always I'd find ways of letting them know and they had the opportunity of not of choosing not to work with me if they didn't want it or they had the opportunity of of um of having nothing to do with me or whatever so I never had a problem it's not as if no one knew so if anything needed to be discussed and talked about, I just talked about it in a, in a way that tried to say, okay, really bad. Can people change? I believe they can. And I'll demonstrate to you how I believe they can. And I have no, I can easily demonstrate how people change. Like, first of all, you've got to accept that it's wrong and then you've got to modify your behavior. Mm -hmm. And having modified it, you've got to start to believe that the modification's the right way to go. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've done that, then you know that that's never going to happen again. And you'll make certain it doesn't happen again. And even if it's your DNA, but you're capable of modifying yourself, you won't do it again. You know, and I worked in education, which is premised upon the concept that people can change. Because if you can't change, you can't learn. Thank you to our guest, Ray Mooney. Don't forget there's a full bibliography of Ray's work in the show notes and on our Facebook page. And on Thursday, we'll be back with a special episode in which Ray tells us about his friend, Christopher Dale Flannery. It's a very different perspective of the man they called Mr. Rent-A-Kill. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week.
This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.